1: Thank you. a wonderful Sunday night here we're going uh, usually the Wednesdays is uh, the most uh, common day that we do but um, yeah life uh, always seems to interject and make things change nowadays um, finding that things really don't work with the way we planned like the logical approach we had years ago and, and uh, we can see that you know the the different way of operating the operating system that's that that we're moving into is definitely one more of intuitive heart. And, you know, our universe within is showing a reflection on the outside of, of doing things a different way. And, and uh, this is what this show is about here. It's, it's called, where are we going? Where are we heading? And is there change happening? Or do we personally see change happening? I know we do feel it within ourselves. Do we see the reflection outside of ourselves coming back to show us that change that we do feel inside. And um, my name is Michael Turlock, Turlock and my co-host, Zach Hanania. And I think he's not quite here at at the moment. So I'll just i am what's going here. on. I'm here. There you are. I could, usually <laughs> I hear a little up. bit of uh, extra noise. Ah, it's pretty, going not too bad. How about you? <laughs> it's
0: good. I'm glad that we're talking about this topic because uh, yeah, it is interesting when... Uh, you feel like certain change should be happening and it isn't and how to continue uh, I guess being positive from there
1: hmm yeah and what I what I personally see in my journey um, is backing up a little bit you know we are all individual um, soul beings within this universe and in my understandings and in the way you know i've operated in this life in this reality since day one and also remembering a time or a magical time before coming into this reality um yeah i just uh this my train of thought here again and uh, i really think that's just the way things are changing everywhere that all of a sudden are our minds and the uh, consciousness fields are affected as well. But, um, yeah, many of us have been on this path and uh, many of us are different ages within this universe, so everybody's journey here is going to be a little bit different than the others, though we're going to have similarities as well, too. So, in my understanding, there is the the group conscious humans or or the group um, human soul and then ourselves individually are our own expressions of individuality within this universe, too. And, um, yeah, I'll just share a little bit of my journey and what I've seen in relation to this topic. Um, as I mentioned, when I was a young fellow, I, I, I knew that this reality wasn't really true to what life really truly is in the universe. It, it seemed to be missing so much. but. I'd I get with the program and start doing what everybody else did or I'd be left behind um, but then that feeling of that magicness that I knew from before this birthing into this place I just shelved it and I think a lot of us have done that we just taught it on a shelf forgot about it and got on our way within this reality and, and into the functioning of life here but I was really excited when you know I start hearing and seeing others bring information out about you know what life, the life here is really not true to what life can be or really truly is in the universe outside of this reality, in that there's a lot of limitations imposed upon us and a lot of mind control and programming that make us feel that life is a certain way because of the incredible, heavy, strong uh, mind programming that's present here. So... And, you know, a lot of us have been on this waking journey for a long time, and and we're operating more within our systems of intuitive abilities, of connecting to our heart's whole essence and that beautiful magic that is united with the universal creator and all life within this universe. And we're definitely changing. And do we see a change in the outside, even though the matrix system keeps going and you know, a lot of people are heavily entrained to that and, and really feel it's truly what life is. And life is meant to be painful and struggling and you get by and that's the way it is. And a lot of us know that that's absolutely not true. That we're simply steered in the direction to create what, what the control faction of the matrix wants us to create. So... um I really feel a change within myself, and I'm really noticing now that things are speeding up on the outside, but in a different way of viewing that. Even though we see the matrix system going and people driving their car, you know, 150 kilometers an hour on the freeway to get to work, there's people that are definitely stuck in that system, and that's what they feel life is. But I really feel that system. Um, there but almost dissolving or fading away and maybe fading away to a different timeline where it's slowly fading away from what my journey is or I also do feel incredible, incredible intuitive abilities with energy with how people are feeling being empathic And really understanding in a moment's notice that the energy I feel from an individual has so much information into it that I can know how to respond or how to, you know, better uh, be myself before trying to use English or language to understand where they're at. And I'm feeling this very, very strongly amplifying within myself, and and I know um, for my spouse, uh, the same thing is happening with her too, with both of us back and forth. And even other people I'm close to, including yourself, Zach, I can really feel where you are, you know, just by that energetic signature that is very, very distinct now where it hasn't been as distinct before and maybe that's just me you know um changing and growing to actually match the vibration that truly is there and really start to understand and be part of it so yeah um, it's really cool um,
0: it's really cool how you can be on this path for so many years but then, like, I mean, these, I guess I'll call them up, lev- up levels or when we level up, um, it comes in waves. So um, it's interesting that this is happening now. I, I think it might be a collective thing because the more the collective um, awakens, the easier it is on all of us to continue up-leveling our own j- or journeys And, yeah, it's just really cool, like, yourself or um, myself or spouses have all experienced uh, heightened intuitive abilities and um, just different types of spiritual abilities that aren't um, typically the norm amongst most people.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so... You know, I'm wondering if anybody else out there would like to share some of their um, journeys or stories of what they have been feeling. You know, what's your intuitive abilities like? Do you sense energy? Do you sense different different signatures of people or your pets? Or maybe you're driving down a road and just, you know, a huge intuition tells you to turn left instead of right. Um, this show is to, you know, share our, our wisdoms and help each other gain more clarity and and move in the direction of love, peace and grace and and the way we know life really truly is from our hearts and and, and I know we do see that subtly happening in a lot of ways and we also do see um, the heaviness of the other direction where a lot of people are going as well and even though you know, myself and Zach, and we talk quite a bit about um, the waking process and our spirituality, and we really feel ourselves growing. It's very easy to think that everybody on the planet is doing the same thing, but uh, I'm really finding that that's not the case. You know, we again, I'm really seeing that we do have our individual journeys that are are very unique, yeah. and we do have the similarities that are very much the same with other soul beings too. But um, that's why I kind of question the, the very common narrative of ascension and, you know, where the goal is to become more conscious, aware, uh, which I agree is very important. But, you know, who created this, uh, this narrative of ascension? What does it mean? What's it all about? And why do many of us just simply buy into it without asking questions? You know, what is it all about? You know, is, um, does it have to do with, with God and the angels and, and extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings? You know, what are we ascending to? Um, yeah, is, what I hear is, you know, like the third dimension of Earth is known as a very heavy dimension. And, and from what I've heard from others, and other extraterrestrial beings say that this is a very tough place to be and, and um, they're acting like coaches and mentors to try and get us out of this. And this is something I've heard for many, many years as I've been on this awakening process for many years. And I'm sure a lot of you have too. Um, but, you know, going through that, that aspect of it, the ascension and the ETs and and angels and, and God and so on I've realized that through this journey that a lot of things just torn out up for me personally with that whole narrative and when I started to really question that then I started to get things show up from within and from outside of myself that that really made me stop and and ponder and contemplate, you know, I think there's more to this than what I'm showing here as this ascension narrative. And what I've learned too is we're so programmed into a hierarchy structure in that above is better and below is worse, you know, heaven and hell. And, and you know, why is that? Like, if, if you look up at the stars at night, you can look straight above your head. And there's a direction going on, you know, for a very long time in this universe. You can turn to your right in this direction of the stars, a certain part of the galaxy, and outside, obviously, where you can again travel for a very long distance. To the left, the same way. Down, underneath the Earth, well, there's more stars. So why is down considered bad, and up is considered good? You know, down below, they're looking up, or down below, they're looking even further below, because the universe is massive. So, I just really question this ascension that up is better, that higher frequency is better. Um, I understand that, yes, we've journeyed very far from our, our soul self in spirit form here. And as you go down to the lower realms of the, of the universe, and I'm talking about that in a positive way, that energy gets denser. It doesn't mean necessarily that it's bad. It's just that it's denser. And it's a different expression of life, different realities for learning experiences. So anyways, um, your thoughts on that, Zach? Yeah, no, you shared a lot of good
0: stuff right there. And um, I mean, yeah, it's always good to question everything and not just adopt a certain paradigm as yours. Um, So I'm glad that you're um, encouraging people to do that. Um, I think, I mean, where Ascension is happening to me, um, I mean, yes, we're always evolving our state of being and our state of consciousness. And um, I think the purpose is just for more experience so we can better understand this reality as a whole and all 12 dimensions and beyond if there's more than that. Um, And not that it's ever race though, because, like you said, every single dimension or uh, every single point of reference, whether you're looking up or down in space or left or right, um, there's value in all of it. and just because like we're in the third dimension and there's beings in like the fourth and fifth dimension, that doesn't mean they're technically like higher or better than us. that just I guess is our way of putting a term on uh, a different dimension because we're linear in our thinking as human beings and it's not that there's a rush to get to those higher states it's just a matter of experiencing all that we can in each dimension and um, expanding our wisdom as souls and I mean we exist in multiple dimensions as it is right now but for most people they 'll only ever experience um the third dimension, and they 'll very few people have out of body experiences and stuff like that but um I mean dreams are a different dimension as well, so I guess we all experience those as well but um it's just less common to have the things like out of body experiences, whether it 's through near death experiences or meditation um, or those kind of things. I guess also drugs can um can get you to those. Points, but that's more of a shortcut um but yeah i think it's just um growing our wisdom through our experiences um in everyday life and when we cross over into non-physical um, on our death um i guess experiencing different states when we get to that point as well but it's all just to have an all-encompassing understanding of reality at least in my opinion and uh, to evolve more towards love
1: yeah very nicely said my friend yeah thank you I don't know um, if I've got a lot more to say about it but
0: (laughs) um, I can transition into something else I was going to mention too sure go for it Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned change and how everything's always changing and that's totally correct. Like the only constant in all of life is change. And when we have expectations on how things ought to change, I know this is a Buddhist teaching, but also just a general spiritual teaching. Um, when we have expectations and the change doesn't happen in the that we thought we're often let down and um, being in those low states of being let down um, really blocks you from realizing what blessings you have right now around you and I mean things are always changing and I like to think certain aspects are always changing for the better so it's not a matter of okay like I expected to be wealthy by this age or I expected to have my life's work started by this age or this or that or whatever like we get too entrapped in the phases of life that society thinks we should be at and we often beat ourselves up for not achieving a certain result by a certain time frame in the linear um scale of age in this dimension so i mean we need to let ourselves off the hook and look around at what is changing for the better like Maybe our relationships are changing for the better. Maybe your health is changing for the better. Or whatever it is, there's always going to be something that is slightly improving, at least, in your life. Um, It's just a matter of where we put our focus. And I mean, the law of attraction, if you focus on those little things that are going well, then the rest of your life will continue to improve as well. But it's when we focus on the things that aren't going well, like um maybe you're declining in a certain area whether it's financially physically uh mentally or wherever like do not give your full focus to that or any focus at all other than making positive um changes and um adjustments but where you should put the majority of your focus is on the things that are are working out for you so that the rest of those areas that seem like they're declining can eventually stabilize and then start improving as well um but yeah like our focus really does determine the direction that our lives will take and when changes aren't happening in the way you thought just detach from that and focus on what is going right because that will really
1: improve your quality like at least i've found that for myself yeah, those are really good words again, Zach, and, and um, I, I really agree with those. And and yeah, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And at the same time, I can be guilty of looking at what isn't and putting all my energies there and, oh, and me putting too. myself That's into <laughs> more of a yeah, more of a negative state. And you know, and of course, that feeling comes in of of lack and. It's not very enjoyable, obviously. So yeah, you know, it's so funny because um, you know we're the creators of our experience. We're the creators of our feelings. You know, it's not another person that makes you know me or you feel the way you do. We simply create our own feelings by you know a lot of times what we see outside of ourselves, which is obviously beginning from within. Mm-hmm. That's so the greatest part yeah you know I'm gonna share a little manifestation story for for me, yeah, and you know it's it's really this is the way I'm finding the new operating system in our reality is, is functioning, and it's nowhere like what we're taught common life or logical life is and and I'm starting to understand it even though it's really really in a lot of ways very illogical, but you know as you know i you know, I've been moving overseas slowly from Canada to to Bali, Indonesia, and I sold a lot of my stuff. gave a, gave my furniture to Goodwill. Found a, a beautiful home for my beautiful kitty cat that I love so much. I uh, sold my beautiful, you know, Tacoma Toyota truck and my two big Caddy motorbikes. Sold um, a couple of guitars and all my. Me and my younger brother would fly electric RC airplanes and build them, and you know, there'd be a real nice bonding time for us to get out and do that. So I gave up, you know, fly fishing and hiking material and gear and, and everything that I really loved in this life. I, I gave it up all for love of my beautiful partner. And which, believe me, I'm not saying I regret that because I love my partner very much. And I'm so glad and grateful that I'm with her. But um, being back in Canada and working for a while and being away, uh, away from my wife and, and she too working in a different country, we're getting back soon. But um, coming back here and realizing that I, I basically don't have a home anymore has been quite an experience. And I really missed a lot of the things I gave up. You know, I, I missed my, my Ducati motorcycles and how I used to like to work on them and, and the sound of them and so on. And I would always look at the advertisements on the Internet and, you know, boy, it would be cool to have that bike. And, but, uh, you know, I would say to myself, well, oh, I can't do that right now because it's too, too important to work for putting money together for our future. I mean, my, my loving partner's future. So I restricted myself and wasn't allowing myself to have any fun. But all of a sudden, near the end of my time here, this motorcycle showed up that just had the most beautiful energy around it and was calling out to me. And I looked into it, and and for the heck of it, I just emailed the guy, and, and, um, and um, it was a private sale, but the gentleman that owned the bike actually owned a, uh, a car dealership. And he said that he could actually finance the bike through his car dealership. And it was quite a low price for the bike. And and I thought, well, financing payments would obviously be quite low. So so I thought, you know, I thought, well, you know, will I be approved? Oh, you know, should I try it? And, you know, I started to fill it out and I didn't bother doing it. And played that game back and forth. So finally I just filled it out and sent it in and said, let's see what happens. (laughs) Well, then right away I got this statement back that I was approved. And yet I only have a couple of weeks left here in Canada. So, logically, why would I get a bike when I'm going to leave this country and be gone for another six months and not even be riding a bike that brings me joy? You know, it just didn't make sense. But but I've learned that i got to follow this intuition. So I went with it. And I even talked with my loving partner to, you know, discuss this. You know, is this a good thing to do? What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, I... I um went for a long walk in a park in this uh, very heavily wooded area and talked about it to myself talked and talked and talked and, and the more I talked about having a bike the more excited I got and then I realized the more I'm in my joy the more I'm in my creation of like things to bring in more joy and I knew it was the right thing to do so so even though it was at times very hard to go through the process and do the paperwork and get it done because the old part of myself is logically saying you shouldn't be doing this but the joyful part of myself and the new expression of this universe you know is telling me you should be doing this and I know the universe is changing so I said okay I'm going to do it and I did and I got the bike and it's enjoyable is it the bike I want to have for long term no you know I, I definitely would have rather have something different but it still brings me joy. And then I'm realizing that there's more steps to this, this occasion. It's not me having the bike. I know that the journey of this bike is meant to be with me, but I can feel that there's more of a journey for this bike to maybe go elsewhere. So maybe I'm just a cog in the wheel here to bring this bike to somebody else down the road too, where it's going to benefit me in another way yet and benefit them and spread joy and, and, the ability for people to have what they want so because as soon as i got the bike um, a good friend of mine a lady friend of mine said boy she would love to have the bike and would entertain buying it from me and you know maybe it's meant for her maybe it had to come through me to go to her actually you know like and out of that journey i'm going to even meet somebody else that's going to benefit me in some way or i'm going to benefit them Um, and I find yeah you know it's too easy to focus on you know bringing more debt into my life and, and having a payment to make but you know a lot of times again this is fear stopping ourselves you know I obviously don't want any more debt but but it's also looked at in a logical way with a very very affordable price and a very very low payments. so this has been a very very tough one for myself this experience you know really battling the old way of looking at things versus what I feel is a new operating system and like you said Zach focusing on the beauty that's there and changing that vibration when you do that it's amazing how quickly things happen it's amazing how quickly this bike just showed up um, I, I think you know if we really trust our joy Even though it doesn't seem logical, I mean, definitely, you know, talk about it or question it, but, you know, really weigh out each side, which which timeline, which direction feels good, does it feel, in my case, better with the bike, better without the bike? And that long walk in the woods, the hand that encompassed better with the bike was really strong, and I, I just simply said, okay, I'm doing it and we'll let the chips fall where they may now.
0: Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, like, um, it's funny how much in this reality we've been trained to make decisions based off logic and to ignore our emotions, because our emotions are tied into our intuition, and their intuitions uh, coming from our soul. If our soul is the true part of ourselves, then why are we disregarding it so much and making decisions purely based off our brains or our logic? Um, Obviously there's benefits to both. I mean, I have made decisions that were purely based on intuition and um, a lot of honestly great lessons came from it, but they came in a way where I essentially lost uh, most of my belongings. And, um, things in the past and i'll save that story for another time but um so logically it might not have made sense and even to this day it didn't make sense logically but intuitively it made perfect sense i learned so many things about life and um just about my journey through trusting intuition and that's often how it goes and i mean sometimes it does work out in every area when you feel like this is the right decision to make and you go for it and it does work out like even michael's decision um whether it was to get this bike or whether it was to sell everything that he owned to go find his wife oxana in uh, in bali and australia like sometimes when it makes no sense logically but your heart is screaming at you to do it you just gotta do it and you'll reap lifelong rewards sometimes from doing that so i would also like to encourage people to follow your intuition because that's following your soul, which is the true part of yourselves, because I mean, that's where the true joy is, is away for us. And I mean, don't completely disregard logic. There is a place for it, but, um, at the end of the day, are you going to follow your brain or your heart? And that's a decision that each one of us is going to have to make based on who we'd like to be.
1: Yeah, really good words again um, and I agree and, mm-hmm. and also I find when you follow yeah, you're welcome uh, when I follow intuitive heart I find that the logical part of it actually works out to be very, very logical within that intuitive direction Right We're, yeah, looking, on the we're, we're looking We're looking on the other side It's. It Again, it's the other side of fear, you know I think it's really important to, you know, if you have a decision to make, you know, give yourself quiet time, go for a long walk, you know, and talk to the trees about what you want to do. Talk to it as if you have somebody beside you or talk to yourself or whatever works. And, you know, energy always needs to flow and the fact that you're talking is flowing energy it's moving. And, yeah. I. I always pretty much have been one to operate by by the joy in my heart and what I really want to do. And and I know it's really made some people around me not very happy with me in my life, but it, it really also enabled me to do a lot of things that I really wanted to do that, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, it was the joy of doing something I really wanted to do that made it come into a true reality. You know, um, you know, to be a good guitar player in a in a rock band on the road and just play six nights a week from town to town, and, and I remember being critiqued and analyzed by the guitar players and and some are that that were putting me down quite a bit. But I always worked hard, and I just knew I could be good at it. And you know, I got to a point one day where where people were always coming up to me and asking me for advice and and were really praising me as a guitar player not that i wanted that because i didn't really want any praise i just enjoyed playing guitar and loved it so much and and i see the beauty that everybody else has within them that they can do the same thing if they want and it was the same with my aviation school when i set it up and and um struggled to get that going and but you no, know, I didn't give up, and I just kept going at it, and kept meeting the right people along the road to, you know, do different parts of it, so that I could have it come into reality, and you know, it finally it did. I finally, I had my airplane and paid it off, and and uh, climbed up the ladder to be, you know, a very experienced flight instructor. And then I I got uh, tired of the red tape and all the regulatory things with that and just one day shut it down went back to teaching music lessons and, and because I knew it was the right thing to do and all of a sudden I had people everywhere wanting to take guitar lessons and I made more money teaching music than I did flying airplanes and I, it was word of mouth I never had to advertise, I had, I had a waiting list of people wanting guitar lessons with me and all I had was a, a room to pay, pay rent and that was my only expense. And I decided to sell the airplanes, and, and um, I started watching racing on TV, motorcycle racing. I thought, wow, it'd be so cool to get on a track, and and it excited me. And um, I was able to get a, a hold of a fellow that had a race bike, and I, I took what's called a race school to learn how to run lines and brake and to to um, race on a, a motorcycle track, and took it a step at a time, and. Um, and then the second year, I was able to get third in the championship out of 33 entries. And believe me, it wasn't all gravy. I mean, my, my common-law wife at the time really wasn't happy with me doing that. Uh, my wife, excuse me, my mother at the time was battling cancer, and she was in tears that I was racing motorcycles. And, and I obviously didn't want to put my mom in, in that kind of grief, and... And that was very difficult, but at the same time I, I, I wanted to do what I wanted to do and you know, I I talked openly to her and just told her how much I loved her and that I'd be safe and I promised to be safe and and um even though I did get hurt a few times I, I'm back to full fitness and and really grateful for that experience. So I'm not saying you know, patting my back, pat stuff on the back, saying, "You know, I've done all those things." I'm just—I just want everybody to know that, you know, it—it it isn't easy because there's a lot of people that—that, that, um, you know, they, your family, your friends just don't want you to do that because they worry about your safety. Um, they worry if you can afford it, and. And then there's others that, you know, do get jealous because they wish that they were doing what you're trying to do. But if you want to do it, do it, because all the steps to the creation of what you desire will show up as you start moving. But if you just sit and think about it, it's not going to ever happen. That's one thing I don't like about Law of Attraction, when people just say, think about it, feel good about it, and it will just magically happen. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. in little ways that does happen. But but you have to move on, on a, a step that you see appear or feel appear. Take a step to it, even if it has nothing to do with what you're thinking about. Because there might be something there that you just don't see that is beneficial to where you want to go. But that's where I had the most success is by getting out and talking to people and then moving on with that wisdom with shared from that experience of that person to somewhere else and somewhere else and before you know it you got what you wanted
0: yeah that is so sweet thank you for sharing all that because yeah I mean we have these passions and these interests in our hearts and especially when it's a burning desire in your heart you gotta go for it man like you gotta take that for Step. And oftentimes, I've heard the analogy, you take the first step and then you're blind, like on the whole path, except for the other next step. And you, so you take that next step and then the, the third step is revealed to you. And step by step, the next sequential step is revealed to you. It, you'll never see the full path at once. But I mean you still got to have that courage and take that first step because you'll never live the life of fulfillment or of joy or of uh, just having that rush of energy come through you when you go, when you're doing your passions and when you're whatever, when you're racing bikes or flying planes, or even if your passions aren't that uh, daredevil, like um, even if you're just doing art and writing or, whatever is pulling at you to come towards it you got to do it and a lot of the time I mean for me in my life I've had different things pull up my heart and some things I've acted on and other things I didn't but I mean the things I've acted on always end up giving you more of a sense of satisfaction because I mean the pain of discipline is worse than or is no, is much better than the pain of regret. The pain of regret is always the worst thing that you can ever have within your heart. And that's what we that's what we get when we don't act on our passions. So, yeah, thank you very much for sharing, Michael. Like you've you've lived a lot of life spent committed to your passions and like you're probably one of the best people Probably the best person I know that can speak on the subject.
1: Well, thanks for that, Zach. Um, I'm I'm very hard, very hard on myself, as many of us are. I mean, I'm a lot of us are, you know, want to do the best we can, and we look up to a lot of others and, and wish to be as good as they are, or. Um, and in my case, it, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a joy and a desire to, you know, I would think about having a flight school, and it was exciting because I could run it the way I wanted to run it. And I think that part, you know, being your own boss, is, is such a sense of freedom in some ways. Um still owning a business is definitely things that keep a business owner boxed in where it's where it is a little bit of a self-made prison but at the same time you are the authority of how you want your business to go and how you want it to be run and and that is a really good feeling mm. um working working for an employer then you do obviously don't have headaches of bills and other things that you got to pay pay out as being the owner so there's the goods and bads with everything but I really have always enjoyed Mm -hmm. being self-employed and and that extra freedom of having nobody looking over my shoulder to see if I'm doing things the way they want me to do and so I'm grateful for for the journey it definitely wasn't easy work but again I just want to encourage anybody out there You know, it is tough times nowadays as far as what we hear, you know, with the economy. Um, But at the same time, there's a lot of people doing very, very well out there. There's a lot of people owning very big, beautiful houses, have really nice cars. um, And, you know, they're doing something that makes them abundant. So there's no reason any of us can't have that either. So um, I really... It's just amazing. It's just like a you know a channel or a, a radio tuner, just changing our frequency and getting passionate about some of the things you want to do in life, and and uh, really going for it. Like you mentioned, Zach, take that step, go to that first direction. At that step, another direction will show up. Take that direction, it's the next step, and so on. And I know everybody's got the ability to do anything they want. Sometimes it means being quite alone in that journey, but at the end, um, you're going to be quite happy, and all the people that were there to support you are going to be very happy. Those that didn't want to support you <laughs> will just say something like, "Well, I know I know you could have done it anyways, you know mm-hmm. or, It's just funny how it works. <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah, a lot of people write it off as luck when they see you succeeding in the things that they didn't believe that you could succeed at and i mean they can call it luck all they want but a lot of it or all of it had to do with dedication determination um and having the right mindset and vibration um a lot of the time, I mean, the term hard work has bad connotation around it um, because we take that as um, that means it was a struggle and it was like slavery to get there. But when you're working hard at something that you have a passion for, that's not a struggle. That is your joy. And, I mean, oftentimes it will feel like a of a struggle even if it's something that you're passionate about because there's always an aspect or a period of time that uh, it's not all rainbows and ponies and unicorns but um, as long as it's something that most of the time brings you alive then you know that, that you're doing the right uh, work or the right hobby and mm. I mean what else is there really to, be, to get excited about in this Dimension than the things that bring us alive obviously there's love for one another and our relationships that's probably the most important thing but beyond that like you still need to have a fulfilling life's work and fulfilling hobbies in order to bring yourself to the level of uh, liveliness that your relationships deserve when you're neglecting yourself and you're not living in your joy, you're not giving those relationships um, the proper energy because your energy is drained and you're just living a life less than. But when we're in the flow of having fun and doing what brings us joy, then we can really give to those relationships um, the love and the excitement and the energy that they deserve. And I mean, um, the other thing I was going to mention is just like Michael's journey, like one passion leads to the next, um, in my journey as well, I started out, I wasn't sure what to do after high school. So I went into oil and gas cause I heard that's where the money is. And it was a really boring job just, um, doing paperwork, um, with land administration. And I ended up getting laid off because, I mean, first of all, I lost my passion for it a long time um, before I was laid off. And then once I was laid off, I was in the midst of building a network marketing business. So we decided to go even stronger with that while I got another job. And um, I mean, the network marketing marketing was amazing. I had a newfound passion for people because I used to hate people. Um, as I was a very unconfident um, person in high school just feeling that everyone was full of hate and judgment and a lot of it was the case in the high school that I went to but a lot of it was also because I was attracting those things from believing um, that and after I've had this newfound passion for people I was able to obviously get along with others better and encourage others and Uh, serve others better and all my relationships improved and I gained the life skill of I guess being able to have compassion for others which I know is one of the best skills we can develop and then when my girlfriend Laura decided to take a step away from the business and uh, and travel the world I mean I was in a tough situation where I I know how much effort we had invested in this business and that it would have given us a good future long-term. But then I realized she's the real reason why I got involved in that in the first place, to give her an amazing future and uh, a free life. And I mean, following her passion alongside of her because she is my passion led me to... Have a newfound passion of traveling and discovering the world and inspiring others to travel the world so i mean right now um, as a result of traveling with her to asia and australia for five months out of our life um, and then later on the next year to california for two months it's just really given us um, not just a travel bug but a, uh, a real inspiration to want to inspire others to follow their dreams, no matter how that looks. And, I mean, our new passion these days has to do with uh, inspiring others through film and music-making in the travel um, industry, I guess. But um, the the story is that following one passion will lead you to the next and lead you to the next and lead you to the next. And that's – it's really – all the journey it's you can never really guess that uh, in five years you'll be doing this or that from now because you never know you never know what could come up on the journey in between there it's just a matter of following what feels best and like michael said tapping into heart soul essence and just asking yourself going on a walk through nature or something and really weighing what um is right for you and I mean, weigh both sides out. You can ask yourself, okay, how does it feel to commit to this? And just really imagine that in your your mind's eye to see how it would truly feel if you were to pursue this. And on the other hand, see how it would feel if you didn't pursue it. And I mean, that makes it a real easy decision when you can really feel into both sides of which one uh to pick um yeah i'm not sure if you want to elaborate that some more
1: yeah that's really cool uh, you know it's like muscle testing and um, you know everybody has their own unique way of muscle testing and, and you can pick you know two different timelines or two different scenarios and you know, i remember one time with my my kitty cat she had a quite a sore in her back and and um, I pulled the vet up and he was busy and he said to bring her in Monday and, and away of the weekend. And, and when Monday came, even though the sore in her back wasn't totally better, I, I just <clears throat> thought myself, you know, on one hand, I opened both my palms up, faced him up, and I said, okay, my right palm, I take my kitty to the vet. And left palm, I don't take my kitty to the vet and she heals naturally. And my left palm said, don't take her to the vet. She will heal naturally. And I was really concerned about her, but mm. I said, okay, I'm not going to take her. And, you know, that week, she she healed fine. And there was no need to take her to the vet. Mm. So, we, you know, whatever way you have of, of testing yourself, you know, that's one way that works good for me. Um, another way is standing straight up, you know, just standing and, and, um, You know, letting yourself very, very loose and relaxed and say yes. And with a yes, you should rock forward and a no, you should rock back. And try to get the mind out of that as much as possible and just trust the very first thing that comes or the very first feeling that comes. It does take practice like anything else to let go, but with practice, it gets easier and easier. And it gets easier to let go. So those kinds of things really help, you know, um you brought up a lot of good stuff there and and you know it's so important what you mentioned about following your joy because more joys perhaps off of that as you said and, and the field of joy that you have around you starts getting bigger and bigger and, and there's more attractions of many more joys that come in and it gets very big very quickly um, I also am just getting back into this field of joy because I was definitely working in a field of limitation and really not sure what to do in life anymore. You know, after running the aviation school and doing a lot of things musically and racing bikes and so on, um, I didn't really know if I had a a passion for anything in life anymore. And I really started to, you know, fall inward and not really knowing I was doing that. But what it did is it started to blind me, you know, intuitively as to what I can do in life anymore and that that whole vibrational field started to shrink and it was shrinking mm-hmm. me and I, I couldn't see beyond that awareness so um you know it takes a lot to get out of that to break out of that and and really for me it was when I met uh, the love of my life who who is living overseas that I'm going to see soon you know my life partner and and there was times where she was very frustrated with me because I just couldn't seem to break out of this this shrunken field of um, of not knowing where to go in life, you know. And um, But over the last year here, especially coming back and, and working again and, and getting out with people and just acquiring an enthusiasm that I can't really say where it came from, but I think it has to do with moving energy. You start putting one front foot in front of the other, and getting and doing things. It gets easier and easier, and you know, all of a sudden, things start happening. You know, you start making money again. You start having another job that brings more money. You start, you know, getting people to take music lessons or something again, and and um, you know, it just starts to that field starts to expand again, so I really see that as I'm talking about this, I never really thought about this until now since you were talking, Zach is how our fields expand and shrink, the joy expands them, the lack of joy constricts and contracts them and we just don't see the expansiveness of ourselves because our fields are compressing ourselves too much so, um Really important to keep moving. So, yeah, thanks for that you shared. And just before I forget, I'd like to mention that uh, myself and Zach, we do uh, mentor programs for people if you're interested, half hour, hour, or an hour and a half um, get-togethers. And there's a website uh, called uh, www.truthwarrior.life, and you'll find a lot of my information up there. Also, I am a music teacher teaching guitar lessons for 25 years, and I do Skype and Zoom lessons for anybody that's interested, uh, beginner, intermediate, and advanced lessons in old styles of music, country, rock, heavy metal, classical, theory, everything. I've taught in everything. And um, I would love to um, share that knowledge with anybody else that wants to um, go in a more clear direction with music.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really honestly do anticipate and I'm excited to be your student in uh in guitar someday, man. Like just seeing how awesome you are shredding on that guitar in the videos you showed me and it has been a passion of both myself and Laura to learn someday. So I know we didn't get around to it this summer. I know you're going to be leaving soon, but hopefully in Bali you can show us some things and at
1: least show us the basics. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and i um, going to be working at uh, running the computer through a landline to get better clarity with Skype and Zoom and, and do a lot more of that. It's definitely a big passion of mine. I love teaching music. And it's so gratifying to see the students grow in front of me and and the many, many years of hard work I got to get to, you know, the point where I'm at, you know, I can bring that over to students in two or three years. And they're. I sit back and watch them play, and and I'm just in awe of what they do. And and um, it's, like I said, very gratifying, really proud of them. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind and of a show of a few different things. Sorry, sorry go ahead. Zach. Yeah,
0: has for sure.
1: And, I mean...
0: I'd like to continue on music for the last couple of minutes just because it's such an amazing universal language. I, I know in every on every planet where there are sentient beings in this third dimension, I know they all have some sort of music and I know that this is a universal wide thing because vibration really affects us down to the soul level. I've heard that music is the only thing that bypasses the brain and goes directly to the soul and i totally feel that like nothing gives me goosebumps nothing gives me a rush and nothing really helps you experience more of every emotion more than music and i guess nature would be a second uh or up to that but it's just fascinating i don't know if you want to comment more on that
1: oh yeah very um very good things to bring up, Zach. I totally agree. You know, music is, a, uh, is, is like a journey. It helps us escape, and, and, you know, it's like dreaming in a lot of ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we hear music, and it brings us back into a time in our life that, you know, it's a certain experience, you know. It's amazing. It's like sm- smell does the same thing. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I love music, and, and music's such a huge part of my life, and I'm so grateful that I've done what I've done with music and continue to do um, nature as well. Yeah, I agree, getting out in nature. You know, can sit a stream under a big, beautiful pine tree or something and feel the wind and hear the water and, you know, the sun on the face, feel the sand. And, man, it, it's just so beautiful. So I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, any um, final comments, or Zach? Um, I'll
0: just wrap this last part up Music, like I think it's because we're all vibrational beings and we're all vibrating um, on every level of our existence whether it's ourselves vibrating to keep our bodies together or we're perceiving the, um, the x rays and gamma rays and all kinds of rays through our vision um, which is all vibrating waves and sound waves or music as well so it's just all coming at us in every direction that's how we can really connect to it deeply but uh yeah thank you for sharing everything you've shared today and uh and thank you to everyone for listening
1: you too zach and thank you to everybody listening and to the podcast and and please feel free to call in sometime. time we um, would love to hear from you take care everybody good night